It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. It's Patty Patman, from San Francisco. It is Matt Younger. Say hello, Maddie. Hey, Patty. Get fired up. Getting pumped. Playoffs. It's playoffs. Time. Playoff time. Oh, mm. best time of the year. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time reading, watching, and thinking about the Cavs, the Browns, and the Tribe. But tonight, mostly about the Cavs. So if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you've come to the right place. Well, Maddie, it's been a long, weird, and frustrating five and a half months, but the real season is finally here. I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, I, I have been uh, um, preparing myself mentally for disappointment. Oh, yeah. Heartbreak. I, I am prepared to cry a lot. I'm prepared to be shaking in the middle of games. Yep. I'm prepared to um, have my work productivity drop um, substantially. Drastically. Uh, I mean, it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm a little busy at work right now. I'm not sure I can, ta- <laughs> I can take this. Yeah, it's not ideal. No. No, and there we uh, are. And, uh, yeah, that, that piece of music to start us off, uh, it, it's, it's the music gets me more pumped up than anything on the planet. So <laughs> it kind of it's, – it's irrational how pumped up it gets me. Um, it's also – I picked it as a little dig to uh, our, our favorite uh, um, non-actual Cleveland fan, Cleveland poser, Scooter McGee. Uh, he – actually, do you know he does this? That he literally will drop whatever he's doing and call me on the phone if he hears that song? Yeah, he told me that. Yeah, he did it, like, I think last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle of having like all my you know uh, nieces and nephews over. He just calls and starts shouting at me because he's so pumped up and doesn't know what to do with himself. Well, like Scooter, a child. Scooter, yeah, he's like a child. But well, that, we, we knew that. Scooter, this is this is how you could be feeling about the playoffs. But you know, you made different choices in life. Uh, so t- today we're going to preview the Cavs' first round matchup against uh, SVG's Pistons. Um, can can Lou uh, hold his own? Uh, what's the lineup strategy? Uh, you know, what, what are some, uh, you know, who are we looking to break out? All those things. We'll break that stuff down. But we're also going to look at, the, at their path to the finals and uh, assess the rest of the play, playoff bracket a little bit. If there's time, we'll touch briefly on some Browns and Tribe news. But otherwise, it's all about the Cavs today. Things off on the right note here. Ooh, I know what that means. It's time for something to come back that uh, we, we sent away for, for most of the regular season. because you know, Yeah. But it's too hard. It's too hard to do. Um, but now we got, uh, uh, you know, seven-game series here. It's so time. It's time for the kill list to come back. Oh, it's killing season. <laughs> My Bird blood's getting season. angry. Like yeah. Angried up. I'm, get, I'm getting all mm, it's just fired up to begin with. All right, mm. um, Maddie. anyone you're ready to hate uh, in, uh, in this first opening series here? Interesting one because – I don't hate a lot of these Pistons players, honestly. This is not the the days gone by when the Pistons were so hateable. This is not the Isaiah, Joe Dumars, Bill Lambier, bad boy. I didn't hate Dumars, but the rest of those guys, so much hate. Rick Mahorn. This is not the the mid-2000s, the Wallaces and Rick Hamilton and Chauncey. I I hated those teams, too. Um, I don't hate these guys so much. I think the guy that stood out during the regular season, I mean, hate will develop, clearly. Yeah. It'll come yeah. out. It's, that's I was, was going to say, just, just you wait. I think you're going to find <laughs> this plenty. Oh, of it'll you. come. That's one of the fun <laughs> things about the playoffs is I find myself starting to want to murder people that I had previously had no feelings at all for. Um, the guy who stood out in the regular season for us, we talked about this, was mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Morris. Yep, he's my number one kill for this. I mean, I, I already want to kill him. 
<laughs> oh, you're there already. I'm there already. I hate that guy. <laughs> Such an asshole. Um, he's the one to watch, I think, right? He's going to get into it with LeBron. So the other guy that jumps to my mind, because he'll be on LeBron a lot, mm-hmm. is uh, Tobias Harris. Yep. Who, again, previously I've had nothing bad to say about. But, but they have a little history. Yeah. And in the fulcrum of the playoffs, weird stuff happens. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Reggie Jackson has a pretty hateable face, in oh, my opinion. Exactly. It is. I was just going to say, it's his face more than anything. He's got the bug eyes. And he... There's a, every chance we'll get into this in X's and O's, but our perimeter defense being a little weak and him torching us into the middle on pick and rolls with Drummond could be exacerb- exacerbating. And, and uh, that's the kind of thing that can make me hate somebody a little more than I should. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, and let me throw one out there for you. Um, uh, Please. Yeah. SVG, I think is a very hateable coach. Oh, oh dear God. Yes. I mean, I mean, I, I, when we're not playing him in the playoff series, he's actually one of my favorite like personalities. I mean, the, 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 you may have seen the the vine of him just like circling uh, on a chalkboard or whatever, whatever the dry race board to the guys. It's like we'll just build a fucking wall. Yeah, that was incredible. It's just just hilarious. I, I so like I love that shit about him and just the way you know his his personality is is great. But you know the thing that drives me crazy about him is they teach his teams to cheat. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, is is obviously we have the history with the. The roided up magic uh, uh, beating out uh, the Cavs. Um, mm. And what, what year was that? 07? That was the uh, 08 09 team. 08 09 team. Uh, and how he teaches them all to grab and hold and do moving picks. But now the whole league does it and the league lets it happen. So, you know, he was a pioneer in the, in the uh, uh, moving pick uh, era. Infuriating. I was just, this is an, an aside, but I was reading a Joe Posnanski piece about the last night of the season and the Warriors and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And he was going through how awesome the, the Warriors season was and how good. And, and the thing he said about Draymond, amongst other things, was, and yes. he sets the best picks in the league. <sighs> and it just angered, ang- ooh, Pat, <sighs> makes me want to murder. Like, yeah, we're not even playing them yet, Maddie. We might not even play them. We might not Very see true. them. We might see them at all. We might lose before they, we get there. I, it's, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit, but I, you know, is, is it a foregone conclusion that they make it out? I, who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I keep seeing people saying like, you know what? In this case we made, it's okay for Draymond to be your favorite player on the Golden State Warriors. Fuck you. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's wrong. There's no one that should be your favorite player on the Golden State Warriors unless you're a Golden State fan. I, well, I, I don't, I don't, well, well, I think no, you could excuse Andy. Okay. Okay. Fine. And I'm, I think I would give some people Sean Livingston. Don't, don't talk to me about Andy right now. All it's, right. It's I'm still, sorry. Still, it still hurts. It still I'm looks sorry. Too, I, too close. I shouldn't have done it, Patty. I'm sorry. Yeah, I knew sorry. better. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still a little, you know, it, it hurts. It hurts. It's emotional. I understand. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston could be your favorite uh, uh, Golden State Warrior. And you can cheer for him in general. I like, I, I'm happy for him. Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, I, yeah, I mean, we, we'll talk about, like, the rest of the, of the playoff run here in a little bit, but, I mean, who, who left in the playoffs is, is going to have a really hateable uh, roster that we might run into. So, I mean, obviously, the Bulls aren't in the playoffs. Is there anyone that, you know, I mean, aside, outside of Golden State, is there anyone that can reach um, uh, uh, Noah, Yakim Noah and uh, Mike Racist Dunleavy um, levels of hate? That's a great question. The, the team that there's – I, <laughs> it's a great question. It's your own. script. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Patty. That's a wonderful, um, really insightful. Go ahead. Um, 
we're not going to see them, but if they were any good and there was a chance, the those Houston Rockets are so goddamn hateable. Um, I can't believe they're in the playoffs. They're so bad. It's crazy. They really back their way into that thing. They're so bad that we lost to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a truly hateable team, though, and once oh, Harden yeah. starts doing the thing where he just drives and gets a call, gets Dwayne Wade 06 finals treatment going oh, to the, well, the rim, it, it makes me so mad. Where he drives, no one touches him, and he does this this, this like head jerk. Like he, like he, you know, which he's is, been shot. Like, yeah, he's been shot, and he does it every time because he knows, like, that head jerk. I mean, one thing is, I will say, it's really good. It's a really fast head jerk. It looks like someone hit him in the face, so it yeah. looks like, like refs fall for every time. It's crazy. Yeah, they're very able, but they would uh, be there. There's, there's, we're not going to see them. Um, the other West teams that have a chance, the Clippers. Um, oh, yeah, we talked would, about. In a series, would get there almost immediately. Instantly. Instantly. Um, I mean, a player who chokes his own, like, what? Oh, no, he, he choked or he punched. His, uh, punched. He punched that was a punch. uh, the trainer, right? Yeah. And there's his also – Yeah, his buddy. His buddy, his friend, who uh, there's a shot of him uh, uh, sitting on the bench while the trainer's, like, rubbing someone's leg, and he's sitting next to him, and he literally, while the camera's on, grabs his head and shoves it into his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> As friends do. Although I will say, Pat, if you uh, – I don't know if you watch Broad City, but he had an amazing – cameo on broad city this season i mean i will say he's one of my favorite people to see act uh he's hilarious he's, he's, he's he should host saturday night live immediately I, I don't know why he hasn't done it yet very he, strange did he do i think he, i think he did do an appearance on saturday night live didn't he or maybe it was a skit or something like that it was the um uh, uh the book club there was some kind of book club skit where if uh, he was hosting it uh matt barnes was there shump was there and they were doing a book club uh with you know chardonnay about I forget what the book was. It's not of mice and men. Maybe it's Nicholas Sparks book or something. But it was maybe I don't think it was Saturday Night Live. That sounds more like a funnier diet. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Like yeah, or yeah, maybe Jimmy Kimmel. Maybe Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, it makes sense. Something like that. Uh, it was. It's it's awesome. It's worth watching if you haven't seen it. Uh, actually, it's much- hat tip to Julian uh, uh, McWilliams, my my former colleague, who uh, mm. pointed that to me. Anyway, friend of the show. Friend um, of the show. Yes. As much as I like him in those circumstances, I would want to murder him immediately in the series. So the Clippers have tremendous potential. The other West teams, not so. The Thunder, I don't hate. The Spurs, I mean, I'd find a way, but I, they don't. They don't stick out in the East. I mean, I mean, a possible second round foe, Boston for sure. Bo- so much hate. Everyone. I mean, I, I can't think. Of, I'm trying to think, I think of players in that team that I don't hate. Maybe Avery Bradley is. You know. Yeah, you'd start like to hate him pretty quick, though. Probably. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, Jared Sellinger, I am Jared disposed Sol- not to hate because of the high yeah. state connection, but I think I'd find my way clear to it. I'd find my way clear to hate Evan Turner as well. I was say, yeah. state. Exactly. But the, is there any room more? Is, is there any room left for hate after you're hating on Brad Stevens? If you're hating on uh, Jay Crowder, you're hating on uh, Kelly Olinick. Uh, Kelly Olinick. Yes. Uh, 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 goon thug, Canadian goon. I, uh, I we'll get into this later. I'm yeah. I'm dreading playing them because I know what they're going to do and it's going to make me angry. I'm mad about so it already. Funny. Yeah, exactly. My blood's already, blood's already boiling. So yeah, uh, plenty of room there. The Miami Heat, plenty, obviously, plenty obviously. of hate to go around there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Toronto, I think uh, there's a lot of guys I can hate. I mean, Skinny Kyle, I like, but uh, in an actual playoff series, I want to murder him. Easily. Oh, because he'll get the same like the game in Toronto that we lost that last one where he just started getting all the calls down the way, mm-hmm. down the stretch. Uh, yeah, I would get real mad and angry. And he's got that he's got that obnoxious fake tough guy face, the sour milk face. Oh yeah, 
I'm being tough. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like he's taking a shit or something. Yeah. That shit. Stop fucking mugging and posing. Hate it. Hate it so much. Oh, oh, Patty, yeah. I'm happy. There's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot there. of hate left. There's a lot, of, a lot of hate left in the world. That's great. Uh, so that really yeah. lifts my spirits. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, so uh, before we move on to the next section, I just thought another thing to talk about, unless you, did you have more, more hate to go around? No, that's enough. Well, yeah, there's going to be so much more over the next few weeks. Uh, let, yeah. Let's let it come on its own. I, I think a good question that I, I hope our listeners will, will, uh, uh, you know, jump in on if they have, uh, different ideas, but, uh, obviously last year's, uh, last playoff, every, every playoffs, right. There's, there's an un- uh, unexpected hero, um, you know, the guy comes out of nowhere, steps up, and becomes like the most indispensable, crucial guy in your team. Last year, that was obviously Delhi. Um, who who could it be this year? You can't say Delhi again because you know not, now, we, not, now, we're we're expect, we're, now we're expecting we're counting him. on him. Now we're counting on it, and I might even put him as uh, his um, number one most likely to completely crush our hopes and dreams by sucking, <laughs> by suddenly reverting to a twenty percent free throw shooter or, or a three point shooter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who who do you think could do that? That's interesting. So the candidate, the first one that comes to my mind seems almost impossible to me, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's Timo Fey. Yeah, I, you know, I was just gonna say that was gonna be my damn it, you, you stole my you stole my pick because <laughs> it's because I, I am currently not counting on him at all. We'll talk about this, but I, mm-hmm. I he he might not see the light of day outside some special circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, if he's could somehow put it together and start playing like he did last year, it would be incredible and mm-hmm. very valuable for us in the right circumstances. So he's one. Um, guys that were not, you know, Shump, I'm also starting to discount a little bit based mm-hmm. on his season and worried about, and he's somebody that could really step up and come through in a big way, yeah. even if it's just defensively. Because uh, we're going to go against some some guards, whoever we, we come across. Right, absolutely. Where he's going to be important. Um, and this is sort of a cheat, but like Kyrie becoming the Kyrie who we thought we were going to need in order to run, win a championship, which I'm not counting on right now. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that is a cheat. I mean, cause like, yeah, we aren't, we know we're not going to win at all unless he regains his, uh, you know, even, even if, I mean, we need him to at least regain his, his late regular season form from last year, which he has, yeah. to, let, alone yeah, yeah, next, yeah. let alone the next level. Um, yeah, and we aren't winning anything if that if that's the if, if we don't get that Kyrie back. So um, I, I I would throw um, uh, 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 um, my brain uh, Channing Fry out there as uh, I mean, Timo is my my main pick um, just because he he was so crucial to the team last year. He hasn't been this year, and we've managed to figure out how to um, sometimes play well without him. Um, but he's the guy that if he, I just, he's still the same guy. He's a little bit of a head case and maybe like the do or die atmosphere, you know, uh, or being able to focus in on one team. So his, his assignment gets simplified. I, I think the, 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 the same opponent every night might actually serve to help Timo, um, stop being such an idiot. He'll still have the hands problem, but, oh, you know, God. but, you know, I feel like his biggest problem is that he's, I don't know, maybe he's not that bright or uh, he just gets confused very easily or he gets in his own head. If you can simplify his role to being what we need him to do and he just does it, I might see I, – you could see him coming out and becoming really crucial in games three, four, five, six down the road, you know? So I, I, he's my number one. But I put Jenny Fry as the other one just because he, uh, you know, he can get hot in a hurry. 
That's and, true. And um, he's, you, I, I was, I've been really impressed, surprised by his defense. He had some monster blocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's been very playable on that end. Absolutely. And, and I think we will see at least initially way more minutes from him than for, for Timo. Yeah. Oh, oh even against, we'll, we'll talk about this. Talk about this, but even against the Pistons, I think that's true. That's, that, I, that's an interesting take, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So, yeah. Okay. So, like that. So, uh, the three we're looking at, uh, and I agree with you on uh, on Shump, but yeah, Timo number one. Uh, Shump and Fry, maybe close number twos. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody else. RJ is going to come through and James Jones. What about McCray? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. (laughs) He was a hero in the final game of the season. He was great. Something bad has happened if he's playing a lot of minutes, (laughs) which I guess could make him an unexpected playoff hero. It's true. He could. He's a wild card. But, yeah, if a crazy injury hits our, our, you know, our depth, uh, I could see him coming and playing some some minutes. Yeah. But but let's hope it doesn't come to that. (laughs) Amen. Um, All right. So. Uh, uh, you know, we've had this kind of like semi-regular thing happening lately on the podcast where we take um, uh, terrible takes from our friends and, and build a podcast around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this There's week, lots of them out there. It's great. Fertile, fertile ground. Fertile ground. This week it comes from uh, a Harvard professor. Um, wh- one of our more hateable friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dave, Dave Deming. Uh, I mean, I, I love him because he's so hateable. Um, I know. love him, and he's so hateable. Exactly, precisely. It's um, both. It's, it's, it's both. Yeah, I, I don't think I would love him as much if he wasn't so hateable. No, that's true. I think he would be more inconsequential, uh, and that's what makes him Dave Deming. Um, so David Deming, uh, Harvard professor, uh, uh, you know, big shot. Uh, sent us uh, not just one terrible take, but three terrible takes, Maddie. Not really. I, the takes aren't ter- are that terrible. But he says he had three takes before the podcast. He texted us about it. And it was actually three things that we were kind of going to get into anyway. So, so it's kind of nice to, to use that to, to frame things. So yes, it's a um, good device for us. Yeah. So let me, I'll start by reading his text. Um, uh, he says, so first, he said, Bill Simmons and others are talking about how the Cavs are fragile and can be upset. He says, you know, this is Deming. Uh, terrible take. The Cavs have issues, but they are going to breeze through the Eastern Conference. Atlanta, Boston, and Toronto don't scare me even a little. It's a hard road, but I still like our chances a lot better than the average pundit. Uh, instant reaction, Matty. Uh, Dave walks among us, but he is not one of us. Yeah. He does not understand the, the Cleveland mentality heading into a playoff. So you can't talk with, with that kind of bravado. This is the and, worst take he has. By and way. this is like when he told us that the Browns were guaranteed to go to the playoffs in I was like just 2007 or whenever that was. I still yeah. haven't forgiven that mother. I know. Motherfucker fucking jinxed us. Um, Dave, again, still love you, but fuck you. Fuck you so much for that. Um, so, so, hey, it's, it's, sorry, honey. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's Saturday morning, so my kids are awake listening to this. And, uh, Maddie, I sh- I, you know, I should have realized this is the playoffs now, so I, I really should have. Started this podcast with the uh, with this cursing amnesty, yeah. Uh, warning, uh, explicit language um, throughout this whole thing. Yeah, Pat cannot be held responsible for what comes out of his um, mouth for the next yes. few weeks. I I think I'm gonna get some notes from the teachers uh, by the end of the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like, um, what's going on at home, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> your, son, your son, son has the mouth of a sailor. Anyways, um, yeah, this is. I mean, like. I think, first of all, there's the Cavs uh, um, uh, mentality, the Cleveland fan mentality, which is um, I, I would not put a cap past the Cavs to lose this first-round matchup. I'm not expecting it, <laughs> but I'm always prepared for it. One. Yes. Uh, 
to um, any Cleveland team, no matter how good, no matter how invincible they they look or seem, even if, like were like even if they were as invincible looking, even if they were seventy three and nine this season, uh, I would consider them potentially flat fragile because they're a Cleveland team. <laughs> they are a yes. Cleveland team. That means by yes. definition they are fragile. Um, but you know, taking aside all of the the, the Cleveland uh, stuff. This team is fragile. They, they they are so inconsistent throughout the year. Yeah, we don't within have, the course of a game. Of course, the game we blow twenty point leads with regularity. Love because, blowing twenty point leads because more times our, than I can count. Because our entire team right now is predicated on sometimes playing defense and playing offense to, to get our offense is predicated on creating open three point shots, which is yep. great. It's a good thing, but it's the only thing our offense does well with consistency. Which means if we aren't hitting those three point shots, we give up twenty point leads in a fucking hurry. Uh, so uh, you know that 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 is and, like I mean that's, and, a that's, a definition, that's a definition of of a, of a one seed in, a, in a, the NCAA bracket that's probably going to get going to lose a game to a bad team because they the three point shots. If, they, if you can only hit three point shots and only live by that, uh, if you rely on it for everything, it tends to make you vulnerable to a bad night. And on top of that, Patty, this yeah. also, it's not like this feels like the closest group in the world <laughs> that has a real sense of themselves and is really coalescing around some vision for the playoffs. I, that could happen. And it I did hope last it happens. It, it did, did last year. year. It's possible, but, this, but it but does not feel like that right now. And there's sort of that specter of, mm-hmm. well, maybe Le- LeBron will leave again if something bad happens and they'll mm-hmm. start like I have that pit in my stomach thinking about that, that team, this team has that for sure. Yep. Yep. This team is, this team, the chemistry on this team is so bad. It got a coach fired, even though they're <laughs> in first place. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. So I, I, and again, I will say the other thing is there, there are, there are, pl- there are a couple of teams that give us particularly big matchup issues. One, the current team we're facing in the first round, the Detroit Pistons are, a team that has a monster big, which, which means we might need to play uh, uh, Timofey Mozgov, Stonehands, Timo, uh, a lot of minutes, or try something radical. Like, that doesn't make me feel happy. No, nope. uh, I'm confident going into this. And they, we, we, don't have, I said, we don't have the perimeter defense we used to have. I'm worried about Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of scare. they got a lot of guys they can throw at LeBron. Yep. Yep. Switch pick and rolls with their threes and fours with Harris and Morris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. Hawks don't scare me, um, but they're still a good team. No, Boston, it, it, you're good. So it's interesting. I wanted to raise this because Dave framed this around Bill Simmons. I was listening to the Simmons podcast with uh, Harrell Bob Bulgaris, and they both said, really thought like the Hawks could give the Cavs a hard time in the series. And I was like, I, that's the one team that does not worry me. We swept them last year. We swept them in the season series this year. We mm-hmm. just beat them pretty handily mm-hmm. in a game that had meaning for both teams. Yeah, I don't see they, it. Th- I want them more than anybody. In oh, yeah. We're, round. We're, we're in their head. I, I don't think we'll sweep them again because I think they're a good team. And I think, um, you know, uh, uh, you know they'll figure something out. That you know, it, it, a lot. I mean, we had a couple of close calls in that in that sweep, anyways. So I would have to sweep them again, but I they don't they don't scare me. Yeah, um, Boston. But, but scares me. Boston oh, go, go yes, Boston would scare me. I would but, go immediately to visions of us being the one, them being the four, or whatever the four or five seed coming out mm-hmm. in the second mm-hmm. round, knocking us off and sending LeBron out of the team. Right? Like yeah. I go, my head goes there immediately. The Heat but, scare me. The Raptors scare me a little. Four. 
<laughs> it's happened before. Yeah. When we face the Celtics in the second round. I don't want to see the Celtics in the second round with narratives of LeBron being unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> I want none of that. None of that. Uh, Toronto, again, is, they seem to be a little bit just because they are good. We have some tough games against them. But I, I still feel pretty confident that we can beat them. And I'm, I'm not that scared of them, even though they're, they're a good team. Like, anything can happen. The, the Cavs are so so frustrating, they can lose to any team in, this, in the East. Right. Like, we, we could, listen, we could lose a series to any team in the East. I really believe that right now. Uh, I mean, in terms of the actual playoff series, uh, uh, bracket in the East. Um, you know, uh, even though I, I, the only teams that really do scare me are uh, – actually, Detroit is one. Uh, the Pacers also scare me a little bit. Um, again, I still could expect us to beat them, but – that's scary. Uh, Boston and the Heat. Yeah. But the Heat, I, I think you and I agree, uh, scare us the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually most worried about that just for matchup issues alone. Although everybody, you know, I've listened to a bunch of uh, playoff previews and everybody, I'm stealing some thunder from later, but whatever. The, right. uh, a lot of people are picking the Hornets to beat them. That's interesting to me. So I wonder if we, if you and I, Patty, are overrating that one, the blowout that we took at their hands in Miami. We probably in, are a little bit. In March. Because mm-hmm. um, I also watched them the last night of the year in that Celtics game where they built up a close to 30-point lead and choked it away, and they looked horrible in the second mm-hmm. half. Just mm-hmm. like they didn't look scary at all. Yeah. It might be so I think, I think we might be a little biased. That's true. I, and I'm also just worried about – the mentality, the mental stuff. Them, them getting in LeBron's head specifically. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. My other thing is, I think also they they may not they aren't that necessarily a great they aren't that good of a team. I'm obviously like like you know they could have easily finished the sixth seed, right? Uh, uh, yeah. It, it was they were it was all like a it was like a three four way tie, right? For three four five and six more, more or less, like off by a game. I mean, they all, all had no, they all had identical records. Right. 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 So it was it was a tiebreaker. Tiebreakers that yeah. split it up. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know they aren't that good, but. I think they particularly match up very well against our team, which is that why why they worry me. So anyway, Dave, that is a terrible take. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't say I, stuff like that. Yeah, and just 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 yeah, Dave, seriously, Dave, come on, be be a pal, be a friend, don't be that guy who <laughs> says jinxy things. Uh, all right. So the next thing is, he says the Spurs will come out of the West. I don't feel crazy confident about this, and maybe it's wishful thinking since they are a better matchup for us. But I think they're going to d up on Golden State big time and pull off the upset. Upset. Um, I, I, mean, I don't think I don't think this is going to happen, um, but I, I don't think this is crazy at all. I mean, obviously, the, the, this is pop in the Spurs. Um, I just you know I just I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Spurs in in Golden State. That, that's one of the, that's one series I'm I'm definitely going to try and watch. Um, you think you're, you think we'll you think we'll see that? I don't. I think I mean it's the most likely outcome, but I don't know because you know there's you know I think Oklahoma the Thunder could could yeah, do a little exactly. damage in that one. That's possible. Yeah. I really wanted the Thunder to fall to the four seed. It's so frustrating. I would have loved. Yeah, to although you know the the Clippers aren't playing bad, and the Clippers aren't going to be scared of the Warriors. That's true. That's in that true. Series, I think they can give them a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a hard time. They're not going to beat them. I, the Warriors team's way too good, barring an injury. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But they can they can mess with them. A little. That's not a terrible take by Dave. No, no, I don't think it's a terrible take at all. This one actually is pretty good. Especially because he couched it. It's a, it's a bold take. He doesn't feel crazy confident about this. And like, yeah, not, neither do I. But I, I agree that it's, it's a totally realistic outcome. And I will say this. The funny thing is, if that actually happens, Matty, it's going to feel like when LeBron's Heat lost uh, in the finals. Um, it'll, feel, it'll feel like a mini <laughs> – it'll be a great consolation prize even if we don't win at all just to see Golden State lose. Oh, for, I'll be oh rooting against I, them 
I will be tremendously. so tremendously. It'll be it'll be such a. I'll just have so much uh, Schadenfreude in Glee. Yes, it'll be. I just it'll make me so happy. Yeah, I might get murdered out here based on the behaviors <laughs> I exhibit if that happened. Oh man, it'll make me so happy. I it's 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 yeah, it'll be pretty pretty intense if that happens. I'm there, I'm there with you. Um. All right. And then his last take is. If the Cavs don't win at all, they should try to trade Kyrie for Chris Paul. But please, not Melo. I could take or leave D Wade. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's terrible. No, and honestly, if Kyrie, if Kyrie plays like this the rest of the playoffs, I mean, we've only got a couple, like two years left, maybe, of LeBron at his peak. And who knows? It, it, honestly, it, it, this could be his last peak season. Every season he's, he's in could be the last time we see him at his, you know peak powers. Last year, he was clearly below his peak powers, just in terms of his athleticism, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, his three-point shot fell off last year. It's been gone all year. His, his jump shot's been gone, basically, ever since he came back. He's sort of gotten it back a little lately, but that could just be a hot streak that goes away. Um, you know, we haven't had peak LeBron back, and it's, you know, it, it could be complete. It could, it could fall off a cliff at any moment. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think, yeah, if Kyrie doesn't get his shit together and 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 have an awakening, uh, uh, I'll on that Force Awakens podcast. Um, if he doesn't have if he doesn't have an awakening Ugh. in this playoff, sorry, I apologize, everyone. Sorry. Jeez, I'm still proud of that that Photoshop I did though. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, Kyrie has been uh, no, but if he doesn't awake in this in these playoffs, uh, yeah, we don't have time to fuck around, man. And yeah, uh, Chris Paul's you know passing defense combo would be really really helpful to this team. Uh, yeah, and it seems and, also and Clip, like he... the Clippers should make that trade because they need to get young. They 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 don't have a chance to win with that core. They have to hope for something else, and they they, would, they should jump with that trade. Especially because it seems like Chris could Paul could. Uh be the kind of person who could actually be a point guard. Yeah. He's the kind of relationship where LeBron would actually let him be the point guard. Exactly. exactly. Which is increasingly a problem with Kyrie. We'll talk yeah. about that more in a minute. Yeah. Yes, we will. Um, uh, please not mellow. Totally agree, Dave. Uh, I could take a lead D-Wade. I actually agree. I mean, like, I mean, I don't think there's any realistic way we get him, although unless he does like, you know. No, he's going to resign. He's going to take sign a two or three year deal that'll be his last in Miami, I think. And Yeah. Although I would... It would be great, actually, if uh, LeBron convinces D-Wade to do uh, a one-year uh, veterans minimum sabbatical in Cleveland. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just to just to fuck you, pet to to Riley. But yeah, I would be, love it for that. But wait, wait, we would never, we would never do that. Um, um, anyway, no. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's also a reasonable take. But your first take, Dave, just don't stop that. Don't don't make takes like don't say stuff like that. Please, yeah. please. We're watching out for jinxes here. Yeah. All right, Maddie. I think we can skip ahead to the um, uh, what to look for uh, section here, right? We sort of touched on how crazy the last night of the season was. Let's do yeah. anything else you wanted to add uh, before I, I move I'll on. Only add one more note. The thing I was really hoping for that felt like it was going to happen was mm-hmm. that the uh, we'd get the Heat is the three, the Celtics is the six, and yeah. then the, the Hawks Hornets is the four five. The Hawks uh, and the Hornets, <laughs> right? Which, which would have been awesome for for the Hoopers. Joke, but yes, also yes, yes. Uh, would have meant that the the teams that two of the teams were worried about most, the Heat and the Celtics, would have one of knocked one of them out in the first round, and then would have matched up against another team we're worried about Toronto in the third. Like I, I would have liked that. It was so close. Um, so close as it is. Um, I, you know, I think it worked out pretty good for us that that Hawks Celtics series. Um, Hawks could take care of them for sure. And then the Heat are still lined up in that other bracket. 
Uh, yeah, I was looking at some uh, some tweets from um, uh, Harvard Paroxysm, uh, uh, CBS's Matt Moore, um, pointing out like the metrics are really not favoring the Celtics in that matchup, um, just because a lot of their offense and their defense is predicated on turnovers, and the Hawks don't turn it over a lot. One, yeah. Two, um, if their offense is is predicated on those like fast breaks, and you know, because their half their half court offense is like twenty second in the league. Uh, you know, thanks to the genius uh, Brad Stevens, um, boy genius. Um, and the Hawks, on the other hand, are like you know they've like they're ten or eleventh, I think, in terms of their half court offense. Um, yeah. So it doesn't you know, and also I, I I they have matchup issues with Paul Millsap and uh, yeah, Millsap uh, kills them. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, they, they, I I would have a hard time seeing Boston get out of the first round. Um, well, that'll be a fun series to watch, but. Yeah, that be and that'd be great for us. So oh, yeah. things lined up yeah. almost perfectly. Pretty almost, good for a crazy yes. last night of the year with all those teams playing and exactly. playing games that were close. Yeah. It was fun. I wish I could have watched it. <laughs> um, all right. So what to look for. Um, so we're going to just kind of break down some things to be watching for in this opening series against the Pistons. Um, and I think the first thing off the bat, Maddie, of course, is like, this is oh Coach Lou's first big test, uh, and yeah. he gets to match up against a really good coach. Um, how, how, on a scale of one to ten, where's your confidence level at? Four, maybe. Uh, okay. Hey, we're on the scale. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that I'm worried about most here is that that change happened. I think we felt okay about about removing Blatt and just felt like the the thing to do. That team, the team did not get better at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, under Lou, I think it was worse. The record was certainly worse. Yeah. Um, I and 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 none of the improvements that we thought we might see did we really see. Uh, Kevin Love more action at the elbows that happened for a minute and then mm-hmm. was sort of gone. The defense regressed pretty terribly. It didn't seem like a team that was coalescing around its coach or its leader and wanted yeah. to play harder. Like none of that stuff happened. And on top of that, I have not been impressed with his uh, roster management, his rotation management, or any of, any of the X's and O's that we've seen. I've not been impressed with any of them, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I, I was bullish early on because I saw what he was trying to do, and it made sense. I was like, these are things that I wanted him to be doing. The Kyrie LeBron pick and roll, Kevin Love at the elbow, um, um, you know, running lots of plays. Like I liked our emphasis on the half court. Plus the plus the the pace. You know, the pace is obviously smart, right? You know, pushing mm-hmm. it for. Um, I, I do like that. I still like that. Yeah, I like likewise. And the ball movement is great at getting wide open threes. Like we we are a dangerous team because we can we can score in a hurry. The problem is that if you don't pair that with a third leg of uh, a, a consistent half-court offense that's dangerous, you're going to fall into lulls when crunch time hits. And if you fall into lulls, you're going to lose close games and you're going to blow big leads, which is what we did all season under Lou. And, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a big worry for me. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah. and this is just the first – This is we, we have a, a pretty enormous talent advantage in this series. Yes. Uh, but SVG, we're, he, he's a smart coach. Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to maximize what they do. He's going to throw some things at Lou that she may or may not expect. And mm-hmm. I don't know. This will be an interesting. I spoiler alert. I don't. I don't think we lose this this series. But mm-hmm. um, this will be an interesting first test for him to see if he's up to snuff against the much dif- more difficult opponents that we and he will face. Exactly. Later I mean, I, on I'm, the playoffs. 
uh, you know, and uh, before I get into to the upside for Lou, uh, I would say, you know, I remember when they made the trade for Tobias Harris, I think I tweeted it. So I think I tweeted the Cavs and something along the lines of like, never have I been so invested in watching someone miss the eight seed. Because like, I just did not want to face this team in the in in, in the first round. I, I I mean honestly, the Pacers scare me a little bit too, is in a similar way. Um, but because because of my it, honestly having a really dynamic um, uh, big guy has always you know athletic big guy has been a problem for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know uh, obviously Drummond is I mean this scares me. Uh, Miles Turner and the Pacers is something that scares me. And then they have other X factors for the Pistons at least with Tobias Harris who's really solid and good. Uh, and Reggie Jackson, who we have a really hard time covering on the pick and roll. Yeah. Um, so the upside I would put in here is um, the roster management has bugged me. Um, I don't think you should be playing, figuring out roster um, uh, decisions in the last you know month of the season. I think that should be settled by then. Like all the back and forth of Mozgov's our starter, TT's exactly. our starter. But then again, the regular season is different. You know, if you want to play the matchups, which I kind of was in favor of a coach doing anyways to change the starting lineup based on you know who what you know the, the lineups, it's easier to settle into a rotation or to change your rotation in the middle of the playoff season again because you're playing the same team every day. You get to lock in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that will be mitigated somewhat. Um, and uh, in terms of the X and O's, uh, you know, I I really have no guess except that. Maybe because there's so much more practice time, you get full, you know, uh, uh, at least to walk through and, and game plan things, maybe they will start actually doing some of that stuff. But again, my problem has always been they don't have basic motions or sets to run when, um, when their backs are against the wall and, and they're, they're feeling that panic in their chest. Yeah. Um, then we go into hero ball. We still do that. We still go into hero ball and high pick and rolls. That's all we can do. And, that, and then you just, you know, you just got to hope that, you know, the air melts us out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and that is that is one of my my <clears throat> hopes. If if we could win a championship, is that we've been sandbagging in some way yeah. during the regular season, which is just idiotic to hope. To <laughs> fan hope, I, I yes. understand fully, but like, no, Tyron Lue really has some stuff in his back pocket. He's just been saving it. Um, we haven't been doing all the things we want to do. Even it's Kyrie and Love have another level that we've just been holding for like, like I can start to talk myself into that in my weaker moments. Um, so is, is, that this is, the, is this the, is this the Inigo Montoya theory of uh, basketball? Uh, you know, I am not left-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Um, which is yeah. dumb. Yes. Uh, On my part. I appreciate that. But the, that hope is in there somewhere, right? Like yeah, is, is, is Tyrone Lou actually a good coach and this is his time to start showing it. And he's actually, Super prepared, and they've been thinking of amazing things to do to beat the Warriors in a series that they've never shown. Yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think any of that's happened. Yeah, the, I'd agree. Uh, before we move on from Lou, in terms of the rotation stuff, um, one rotation thing he's been pushing in the last um, uh, couple weeks of the year was having Kyrie run the second unit yeah. as opposed to LeBron or Kevin Love. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So I like it in theory. It's yeah. just that Kyrie has demonstrated no ability to do it sustainably with that second unit. Yeah. I'm like not he's looked man. bad doing it. He's gone into peak uh, over-dribble turnover mode mm-hmm. with that group. I like it theoretically where you can just let him be the scorer, mm-hmm. um, do, do that against second units, and, and especially because it's to this point he and LeBron don't work great together. Mm-hmm. And LeBron in love without Kyrie have looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
So I like that theoretically. I just we just need Kyrie to step up. Yeah, and I kind of almost wanted to see more uh, Kevin Love running the second unit because uh, he does. You know, cause then you can run him off the elbow. You can run some more plays for him. Uh, but I know I understand it's not great because when he doesn't have LeBron or Kyrie on the floor, even though obviously Kyrie is the yeah, obviously doesn't play well with Kevin Love right now. Um, Love's numbers are still better when he's playing with Kyrie. Uh, the lineup I would have loved to have seen when LeBron sits in particular, um, and we see it occasionally. I want to see that a lot in the playoffs is um, Delhi running the point, Kyrie playing shooting guard, um, yeah. and and Love. And then, again, running the offense through Love and having De- Delhi set him up because Delhi can do that. That's how he plays. He's a point guard. Yeah. Um, Kyrie is sort of a scoring shooting guard and that, you know, that I like seeing him in that role and you can swap him out for Jr. too. Like that, I, that's why I kind of like the idea of having like Delhi Jr. Thanks. Um, let, let me, let me ahead. ask you a question along these lines, Patty. I'm, I'm going to totally blank on the guy's name. So I apologize to him, but Sam Amico, who yes. I assume you follow. Yes. There's another guy that works in that crew who he tweets out his recaps following Cavs games. And huh. they're, actually, they're, they're pretty interesting. I think. Huh. His take was in the playoffs that while we thought we had a deep team coming into this year, we're not deep at all. Yeah. And that our rotation should really be a seven, seven man rotation with Mozgov totally buried uh, Fry and Delavadova being the guys that are coming off the bench and Shump used sparingly in defensive situations throughout the game. And that's it. Really? Yeah. And no Mozgov at all. The sparingly jump thing makes no sense to me. Barely any. I mean, jump's been terrible this year. I know it doesn't make no sense. Uh, yeah, but we. Uh, He's been full scale awful. For yeah. Almost the entire year. His worst, arguably his worst year of his career. Yeah. Um, but we kind of need him to figure it out. Uh, we we can't. We I just. I mean, we, we if we want to give up, sure. <laughs> we need we need his defense. We need his rips. We need his. We need him in the rotation. Um, it's just been disappointing that he hasn't really, you know. But overall, the point of us not being that deep, I think it's – now, I don't know that it matters that much because I'd rather play a seven- or eight-man rotation in the playoffs anyway. We know we're going to have to ride our guys. Seven seems steep this early in the playoffs. Like, I'm fine with it getting down to seven. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't think that'll happen for the most part in this opening series. Yeah. But – I think I think we get there eventually, and this will be a nice transition to the next point in our in our notes, Pat. Mm-hmm. Which is, this is where I wish we'd had picked up somebody like Joe Johnson, because I think we're going to need to see LeBron at the four a lot more. A lot, and then we start to that starts to stretch out our uh, our wings in mm-hmm. a way that that reveals weakness. Because you do that, and then you're running what Jr. Dalian yeah. Irving, mm-hmm. and our, yeah, exactly, or Shump in there. I'd love to add another competent. Well, that's the point. To, to, Wing, to, and we just don't have it. That's the problem is that we need Chump or else – because we, we need another wing. We need another wing. We have to play LeBron on the floor. Even if he's sitting as, as a three, we need, we need to play that positionally. And then it's not that – if you have Kevin Love out there and, and TT, yeah, then you can keep with a three. But you need to have a lot of lineups where LeBron's at the four. Who are you putting out there with him? Like Chump, is the, Chump and JR are the two guys that should fill out the rest of your you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, non-point wing spots. Uh, if it's not Chump, I mean, we're not putting Richard Jefferson out there. He is a disaster on defense, which has been the biggest disappointment. Like, honestly, he's not that terrible on offense because he can hit threes and he can sometimes make decent plays. Like, he's fine as a, as, a, as a rotational guy, except that he's been a tire fire on defense. It's hard yeah. to get him out there. He's old like we are, Patty. It's tough. I know. I, I, gotta, I, don't, I don't hate him for it. Like, I, 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 you know, I like tall black scooter. 
<laughs> as, as, I, as I refer to him, because he looks like our friend Scott Fuller. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, so that's why I, that's why I don't believe that because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make something happen. We're also going to make Mozzie happen, I think, and that's why you know. And, and this is where we, we can skip our, our next note and go straight to the, the does Mozzie play, as you talked about earlier. You're saying you think it's going to be just Channing Fry and uh, TT rotating at the center spot, um, which is it's fine. And, I, I'm happy and, seeing that. And and Kevin Love. And Kevin Love, right? But Kevin Love's not going to play center against Drummond when Drummond's out there, right? Uh, really? Because uh, Love can hold his own against a lot of centers in the league, mean, meaning hold his own, meaning not be a complete disaster. And, and holds on long enough for us to double and recover if we want to do that, or at least kind of you know mess him up a little bit. But um, uh, I I don't know. Yeah, well, this one will be the interesting take, right? Because Drummond is really the only. No, no, no. I take that back because Whiteside's floating around out there. Yep. Um, those are times where you'd like you normally deploy Mozzie. So I think we'll see. That'll be an interesting test of this first round. Is how much do we go to him? Do, do we trust him at all? If he doesn't see action much in this first round series, then kiss him goodbye. We're not seeing him the rest of the way, I don't think. I I will put a big bet down that you see um, some minutes for him in the first half of the first game, and if they're a disaster, that might be the last you see of him. I think that's a likely scenario, but I do not think you don't see him at all. One, because we really need him in this series. We need him to bang up against Drummond. We need because just just to save Tristan's energy, so Tristan can be Tristan. If TT is spending his whole this whole series. Bang, Miss Drummond. That's the other thing. Is I feel like we need Timo, even if he's not amazing, but we need Timo to unlock peak Tristan in this mm. series. Yeah. If if TT is banging against Drummond the whole fucking series, he's done. Like that's what's so bad about this matchup. He's gonna be exhausted going into the rest of the playoffs already. Nah, I'm uh, not worried about TT getting exhausted. I don't he's know. a maniac. There's so much time, especially in this first round. There's so many days between games. It takes forever. Like we can. It's only you one day. Run. It's two. It's two days between the first two games, but then it's only one day off every other every game. The rest of the, the rest of the series, so it's not a ton of rest. Yeah, not surprising and not not so great. But uh, I really, so, I really get those two games, two days between the, the first two home games. Like that's just dumb. What the fuck? Yeah, the first round's weird because they want to get all the games on TV, and when it's non weekend, it gets yeah. a little wonky. Um, but yeah. I, we need Timo to, to take some minutes. We, need, we just need 10 minutes out of him, honestly. Yeah, and he, the other interesting thing will be how much or if at all they go to, to Hacko. Hacko yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. I think they're going to they'll at least use Timo uh, uh, in Hacko situations. One. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, and certainly I think, you know, Fry will be able to use up some fouls uh, in, in those situations because he doesn't normally foul that much. Um, I think we'll use it quite a bit. I think we'll see it probably every game. Um, not for huge stretches, but just in choice situations. I hope not. I'm not an enormous fan of it. I mean, I'm, I'm aside from it just being boring basketball, I think it does. It takes a lot, takes you out of your flow and your offense. And I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't I, love it. In spots, it's the right move, mm-hmm. but it's like a, a overarching strategy. No, no, no. That's my point. I feel like I feel like it's it's situational. But I think you'll find situations almost in every game where you use a, even a little bit, like you know, the last minute before the two minute, just to give them, just just to screw them up a little bit. And yes, I'm fine with it like that. I just don't want to do it like from, from using the it for a five for a five minute stretch. Yes, no, exactly. That'll make me mad. I'll hate that. But you know, I don't begrudge them using it because it is, I think, the right move in a lot of situations. 
Um, you just can't overdo it because, uh, yeah, it does take you out of your rhythm and, and all that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So I think Miles is going to play at least 10 minutes a game. That's my, my bet. I think he will actually play a lot in this series. He probably will disappear. In other 10 series. minutes a game is not that much, Patty. I know, but it's actually That's a lot. That's what you think, think we're going to see from him versus nothing. Well, that means two full stints uh, uh, in the first and second half, basically, right? Okay. Two five-minute stints. I mean, I'd like to see him get 15. But I think because he's going to be unplayable at times, just because the way he's been playing, he's going to get ten. And of course, if he's if if we get our scenario right, where he becomes you know our this year's Delhi, uh, I think you'll be seeing him closer to 18, 20 minutes a game. Okay. But again, I, especially in this series, like if, if he gets 18, 20 minutes a game this series, Maddie, I think we might be seeing uh, uh, his his return. Um, meaning he'll 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 get back into his rhythm, having played you know the right lap is good for him. Right. Uh, maybe that gets him into it, and then we see what we can get out of him the rest of the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I'm just hoping for 10 minutes out of him, and then um, uh, we'll see from there. Okay. Um, all right, so let's see. Do we have anyone who can guard Reggie Jackson, Maddie? I, I don't think Kyrie Irving can. Yeah, um, he's been horrible. He used to be better last year. Hey, yeah. Arthur. Arthur's joining the podcast, everyone. He's hey, buddy, what's up? To say. You're playing. What do you think about Kyrie Irving? Good. Oh, all right. All right, good. Not like quite a grammatical answer to my question, but that's, I'll take it. Good job, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's got to be Delhi and, and Shump. That's why you need Shump. My God. Like, let's, we got to figure out a way to get him in the rotation because, I mean, well, that's the other thing. I don't, I'm not as tied up on um, the Pistons' general lineup, but they have the problem is, like, we can't really hide Kyrie on guys because, um, I mean, who's their two guards? Is it Contavious? No, and is he's their shooter? no yeah. Is it, is, it is, is Contavious. Contavious, Contavious Caldwell. I, oh, there we go. Pass the pronunciations. Contavious? Terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and that'll, be a, that'll continue to be a problem because whoever we draw in the second round, assuming we get past the Pistons, mm-hmm. uh, we'll roll them. out. The, mm-hmm. the Hawks will roll out that two-point guard backcourt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Celtics are loaded with guards that we're mm-hmm. going to need them for. So, yeah, you can't you can't so hide. Let's, let's yeah. see some chump. We should see what we have. Assuming he's healthy, I mean, I know yeah. he's going to go for game one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's let's say chump then. All I right, chump, like chump and Delhi, chump and Delhi. Uh, yeah, Delhi obviously can't guard him, guard him. But you know, he's he's smart. He's crafty. He'll bump him. He'll he'll be physical and he'll 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 take him out of his 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 rhythm. Yeah, he can Delhi. Uh, I know we're we're uh, uh, Maddie and Patty are almost done. <laughs> Arthur is reminding me, everyone, that uh, we have uh, a play date uh, at eleven thirty. We need to go to so. Oh boy, about eight more minutes. So we'll try and wrap this up. Let's uh, get moving, Patty. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's Deli and and Chump. That's basically it. Unless I think maybe Kyrie can figure this stuff out because Kyrie was last year again. Kyrie. Was, he was passable on defense. Yeah, he had moments against against really good quick guards. I, can he get there again? I don't. I just don't know. Watching, I mean, that's one of the things that has to happen for us to watching. To yeah, take a uh, leap. Watching get embarrassingly torched play after play uh, by Jeff Teague, even in a game we blew them out in, was just very troubling. Yes, Teague was just was just cakewalking to the to the to at the, will. It was just uh, layups, just yep. layups, layup line at will. He wasn't even going too much off screens. It was just. Just driving right past him. It was just so disheartening. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. It's you know, obviously we've talked about Kyrie and where his head's at, um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe the playoffs and the again, again, there is something to be said for having having the same opponent every night. 
it does help guys lock down and players' tendencies, and uh, maybe maybe there's maybe something wakes up in the Cavs. Last last thing I'll say before you, you get to your point is everyone keeps saying like you can't just expect the Cavs to wake up and be that defensive team they were last year. They obviously weren't in the, in the regular season. I think we became that defensive team because of the playoff format because we were able to lock in on on one team. And it was Taiwan Lu's defense. Yeah, that's true. And he sort of took it back, but which is troubling. But so I, that's the other thing too is this is a team that that whose goals were were the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And the maybe one of the hopes is that they sort of disregarded mm-hmm. uh, the regular season and yeah. got bored at times, didn't care about it, and now they're ready to roll again. Yeah. This feels like a little grasping at straws to me. Yeah, uh, especially frustrating watching the Warriors do what they did, knowing that the they also felt that the postseason was what was really meaningful. Yeah. Um. But, it's God. Yeah. This is be, be prepared, Maddie. Get ready. Are you mm-hmm. you prepared for? I've got that pit. Appointment? <laughs> that pit isn't growing in my stomach, Patty. Oh, exactly. All right. Let's get to the uh, prediction time here. So, uh, Maddie. W- w- Pick three things. The Cavs win if these three things happen. What is it? Cavs win if they have um, – oh, God. I was going to – the first thing I was going to say was if they play good, intense defense. I don't even think that's 100% necessary in this series. <laughs> uh, they can they could take some games off. Um, I would like to see them do that. What I would like to see is for them to play really hard, strong, and win four, four games in a row um, without too much trouble. I think that happens um, – if LeBron is LeBron and continues to play like he has the last month and a half of the season, mm-hmm. uh, they get decent production out of K-Love mm-hmm. uh, and Irving, and they 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 sharpen up their D. I'll, I'll, I'll use those. I actually believe a couple of those things could go wrong and they could still win against this particular opponent. Uh, agreed, but I think we win easily if we – specifically the perimeter defense. Like we're, yeah, Drummond's going to get a lot of his – um, but we can also foul him a lot and make him, you know, if, if he gets the ball down low, we can foul him a lot, put him to the free throw line. And I think we'd be able to wait to game plan around that. The thing we can't, we, we, it will, the thing that will make it really hard to cakewalk is if we can't stop uh, Reggie Jackson on the perimeter or, or yeah. their other wings. That's yeah. my, my biggest concern. Uh, on offense, it's, um, it's half court. Can, can, can we get good, easy looks at the basket with Drummond down there? I don't know. Um, so then the third thing becomes if we just if we just keep crushing three pointers and get in our hot all series, oh, yeah. then then we'll win. If, if we hit three pointers, we'll win. Yeah. If we hit three pointers, even if our two even if our two point offense, so to speak, is is poor. Yeah. Uh, I think against this opponent, just hot three point shooting could carry the day. Yeah. Agree. Hot three point shooting. I agree with you on LeBron. LeBron being LeBron and getting all psyched up about Tobias Harris. Yeah. Um, so LeBron, uh, three-point shooting, and perimeter defense are the three things I think that we have to deliver on to, to, to win easily. We could lose uh, on one or two of those things and still probably win the series, but it'll be a much more upsetting series. And we'll get to our predictions in a second. But what, what happened what – how bad does it have to get, the Cavs, to get for the make the Cavs lose the series, Matty? Uh, injuries? Well, yeah, let's leave injuries out. Of course, okay. injuries. That's, that's, that's not fair. So, so taking injury away, then it means they go ice cold for an extended period from three point range. Yep. Uh, show absolutely no resolve or willpower on D, uh, and just mail it in, and that this team really is extremely fragile and yeah. just ready to fall apart. That's yeah. what it would. That's what it would mean. Yeah, I I, yeah. A reverse of the same three things that basically we said before. If the perimeter defense uh, collapses and they don't show any, you know, grit and determination, resolve to stop it. 
if they can't hit threes and if LeBron can't save us, then <laughs> then things start to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, and then that's absolute worst case scenario. I don't want to predict what happens if that happens. Let's, yeah. let's leave that alone. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's uh, so let's talk predictions. What do you think is going to happen, Matty? I'm going to go Cavs in five. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I the, want a sweep. Yes. Like I think if they're if we're going to really make a run here, this is the time to say, all right, bullshit aside, season's mm-hmm. over. Let's let's get down to it and really knuckle down. Yeah. Uh, so I would be. Winning in five won't make me feel any better, probably. Well, um, let me put it this way. I, I would actually be surprised if we sweep them. Yeah, I would I too. I would be surprised. I think I would too. I, I, I think the Pistons are one good enough. That's one thing about the East. Uh, you know, as we talked about this last podcast, I think, or, or uh, is that while we don't have the super teams that the West has, um, this is a much better conference for the playoff teams. Like, I, the Pistons, I think, could give uh, – could, could be – I think the Pistons could beat their five seed easily uh, in the West. Um, and I don't know if they could beat the Clippers in a series, but um, they are legit playoffs. Yeah, you might be disrespecting the Trailblazers a little much. It's, uh, they're, they're good. Which is such a surprise, by the way. Like, holy shit. I know. The Trailblazers. Like, Very impressive. Was not even making the playoffs. Like, they just wide the stockpiling on a million, you know, power forwards. That, uh, that's a really impressive job, what they did out there. Um, but, uh, anyway, I would be surprised if the Cavs sweep the Pistons. They, they are good enough to steal a game and the Cavs are bad enough and consistent enough and, and they rely on the three, right? If they go cold yep. from three, I see them losing a game for uh, sure. uh, easily. Um, and Lou getting out coached for a game you know, and all that stuff's I, there. The, the, yeah. Cleveland, the Cleveland fan of me wants to say Cavs in six, honestly. Um, but I think it's more realistic to say five games. So Cavs in five. All right. Agreement. Um, agreement there. Um, so briefly, I got like one minute left before uh, we're supposed to go to our play date, but let's, let's you know, we'll fudge a little bit. Uh, briefly, some Rams and Tribe tidbits. Uh, Maggie, the, the Rams traded like the farm. The, the Rams took the farm that they, that they got from the Washington Redskins in the uh, RG3 trade a couple of years ago and just turned it right around to uh, uh, the Titans to leapfrog from the 15th pick to the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. That changes things with the Browns here. Uh, it's interesting how RG3 kind of is still <laughs> factoring all this. Um, what do you make of their trade, and do you think we're going to now go away from a quarterback or just take the next quarterback that they don't take? I sort of suspect we take the next quarterback that they don't take. Interesting. Uh, one, because I think it deva- like that, that's the value of the second pick is, is lower now, right, because you're not getting the quarterback that you want. Exactly. Unless, so, uh, unless the Rams totally tip their hand and, and – whatever somebody's in love with Wentz or Goss mm-hmm. Goff in that in, in that way um it feels like it devalues it in, in some ways they could also take some responsibility out of their hands if they liked but if it was sort of a coin flip between those two guys mm-hmm. now they're like all right we'll just take the one that fell to us yeah I still sort of would like to see him trade back from it honestly would you I mean I, I mean I I, I aren't you kind of surprised that the Browns didn't make that trade with the Rams like slightly less than that. Like to, to say, Hey Rams, we'll give you the second pick. You'll get your guy. Yeah. I get it though. The Rams are being, yeah. Rams want to make sure they didn't For sure. You can't do that. Especially because the Titans didn't, didn't really want that pick. They don't need a quarterback. So they could have easily they, traded somebody else. It, it yeah. Did, right. Yeah. I guess I like makes, that trade for the Titans, man. Oh God. Yeah. It's an amazing trade for them. It's a big they're call. Be, they, you know, if they don't screw up the picks, they're going to be nasty in a couple of years. Yeah, um, those are great picks. I mean, throughout the whole draft, it's just crazy. 
Um, my attitude is, yeah, I would like us to trade back, assuming they're going after uh, golf because I don't want any part of Carson Wentz. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't believe in him. He's just. He's so big. Yeah, but dude, like he's played no good. He's, he's so a, fast. He plays in the cupcake league. Uh, he f- failed the the wet ball test. I thought from uh, Pep Hamilton. Uh, he threw a duck, a couple of ducks, and and you know uh, turf the first one that he got. Um, he's supposed to have the big hands. Uh, you know he doesn't. He, he's he. Yes, he played in the pro style offense, but against shitty competition. And I don't think he even played that many games. He's also twenty three. He's already like twenty three or twenty four. Like that's. I, I I don't I'm not a fan of that. Whereas you know golf looks polished and he's got like I mean I, I I'm I'm obviously I'm, I'm obviously sold on golf. I've been sold on golf for a while. The small hands obviously is always a concern, but you know in Cleveland weather. And so if it concerns them enough, I'm, I I will forgive them for not for passing on them. But if if we don't if we can't get a shot at golf, I would like us to trade back or just you know just knock the quarterback. I, I, I'm I, I know I said RG three without a quarterback is a terrible thing, but that's because I thought we had a chance to get golf. Um, so without him, I'd like to see us get a, a quarterback later in the draft um, and keep experimenting. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean, the other thing is this is all all pointless because whatever we do is going to blow up in our faces. So Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Who gives a shit? We're, we're going to be terrible no matter what we do. Briefly, uh, Salazar is looking nasty. So good so far. Yeah. So good. Two just nasty, nasty starts. Uh, I think his ERA is still under one right now, which is just yep. great to see. And tons of Ks. He just looks great. Um, and it was a nice moment yesterday, even though we lost. Uh, Fatty Cologne. Uh, I love because Fatty Bartolo Cologne, who is about sixty years old and still pitching and and uh, pushing three hundred pounds. Still pitching well. <laughs> pitching well. I mean, what, seriously, what does he weigh? Two fifty. I I was listening to the broadcast yesterday. They said I think he's five nine or five ten. Listed at two eighty three. Two eighty three. That's a fucking offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> pitching. Holy shit! And, and his age. How does someone that fat? Yeah, he's forty two. Pitching awesome. in his forties and he's pitching well for one of the best teams in baseball. It's amazing. I, it's it's one awesome. Of my, one of my favorite stories. I love. I love Bartolo. Love Bartolo. Fourteen years ago, we traded him. Oh Fourteen my, years 14 ago. Years ago. Unbelievable. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, we'll come back to you guys. I don't know when. We'll see. We'll see how the first round goes. Uh, yeah. Maybe we, I'm not sure if we'll podcast in the middle of this first round. I think we probably might if we drop a game early. Uh, but maybe if we have time and things work out, we'll we'll try to come back to you guys. Yeah, we might be so excited we can't help but do it. Yeah, maybe we'll come back to you guys in the middle after the first two games. But maybe we'll come after you come back to you after the you know the end of the series like we did with the Hawks uh, last year. So those are all possibilities. But uh, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Ship. All right, Maddie. Go Cavs. Go go Cavs. Talk to you soon. See you soon, buddy.